how did we get off? Like, how did this happen? Are we talking about a male or female? Oh, but does it matter? Somebody did say to me once, though, you're just like a demon, we just can't call you one. <laughs> does it feel like we're just like stretching? To, like, like looking for loopholes in a sense. You get demoted, you work your way back up. <laughs> What do you get demoted to? Janitor? You're a greeting. You're on the greeting team. <laughs> well, well, welcome back to another edition of Pubology. Uh, I'm not even show, sure what show this is anymore. I've, it's been a while, but I we're. I think everything is not safe for for, for church. This is not safe for church? No, everything not safe is for church, not all. safe for church. I feel like this is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows where we'll put We'll either put it in not safe for church or we'll put it in loopholes. Was there another thing? Louvo, NASA for sure. Uh, I don't know. Who I think it was those two. Yeah, that was it. It was just those two. We got a variety of stuff going on. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's my topic for today. Um, there's, a, there's a doctrine that usually exists most predominantly within uh, certain Pentecostal strands and charismatic strands of the Christendom world. Uh, I, I, shout out to my Pentecostal buddies. I, I got no problem with that. Ooh, ooh. But this particular doctrine, I think, has some complicated uh, potential problems with it. So specifically, the issue it would be called like um, uh, it would be called covering uh, covering theology or shepherding theology. And this is I'm gonna I'm gonna generalize this. I'm gonna paint with a broad brush for a moment. This is generally the concept that when you're at a local congregation and you have a pastor who is over you, then that pastor has some sort of spiritual authority in your life, right? To the point that um, decision making, whether it be about relationships or vocation or big purchases or yada 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 in your life, should be you should consult with your spiritual advisor slash leader mm. before you run headlong into these things. And, and that's staying under the covering. Are you with me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Number one, I know you've heard of this now because I've talked about it in the last couple of weeks on Wednesday night, but had you heard about it before I brought it up? Yes. You heard about it? Yes. Okay. You grew up in that kind of environment? No, but I've known people who their parents um, were very much into that. They okay. always went to them for everything. Okay. Like like it's the mafia or something. <laughs> it was serious. <laughs> Have, had you heard of it? No, no. I have, that was a new that was a newer it was thing. New. That was a newer thing. How about you? I've heard of it, but I've never heard the name like covering. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, me too. I never knew yeah. there was a name for that. Would yeah. you would you say that you're at this group you're probably most familiar with this kind of thing? Uh, yeah, very familiar. <laughs> like, very, oh, very familiar. He's like, I am super familiar. Well, not okay. necessarily for like day to day, like big purchase stuff, okay. but definitely like the authority pastor has and spiritual advisor kind of mm -hmm, like, yeah. role and all that kind of stuff. Mentorship. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a good side to this, right? Right. Okay, give me give us the good sides because you've been a part of this, and there's obviously been a good side to this. Or you wouldn't okay? Have stuck yeah. yeah. So for me, it's it'll be like, let's say I like a girl. Okay. okay. So it'd be more like. <laughs> how do you feel if I want to pursue this relationship? How do you feel knowing my spirituality and how the things I've been going through lately or something like that? Do you think I'm ready? Kind of question. Yeah. Kind of like that. Like and, almost like you're bouncing it off. Like somebody going, Hey, we've had, we have a, we have an open dialogue, intimate conversation. You know where I am spiritually. Do you think I'm ready for this? Well, what they call it, what they call it where I'm from is a, the main name for it is spiritual father. Okay. So hey, Grace, I, I can, if you don't mind me asking, where are you from? Well, I'm from Illinois originally. Oh, okay. So, 
Shaita? Shaita. Not Shaita. I was three hours away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I was, but he's, but Illinois he, is but very big. But he pulls for the Bears. Okay. Oh, All right. It's a good year to be a Bears fan. They're pretty mm-hmm. strong, ain't like they? Like right now, it, it could be a really good year. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. But Go yeah, ahead. it's more like a spiritual father is what we'd call it. That's like the title. So for me, I have one and he was like, so basically he he taught me like how to play drums. He taught me all these different things. And I would say like the times I've went to him would be like, if I'm struggling with ideas of God and stuff like that, but it would never be like, I don't know. It's like what you'd go to your parents for mostly. Mm. Like, see, I think that's different though than what, yeah, that's, that's I'm, I'm related to, I, I have relatives who go to this, who go to a church that kind of has this. Yes. And, I think it's a notch, at least where they go, it's a notch above what you're saying because w- this is still very much like like advising, like, like wise counsel. Accountability. So far, That's like, what, what we're discussing up. still sounds like wise counsel, which I think is not a bad idea. I mean, not at all. I have a friendship with you, but I still like, you know, I, the, aside from the friendship, you know, I, you're, I consider, you know, you're my yeah. pastor. So it's yeah. like, I, I would, I would, seek wise counsel from you for sure. you know spiritual but you know i don't know if we're getting there but at this place it's more like it's not just counsel it's permission yeah so i I think there's like that's the difference like well so far what grayson is describing you know i think that's good a spiritual i think that would be you know, wise counsel is is different from permission I think that's that'd be a like, healthy that'd way. That'd be like me coming saying. to you and, and and saying, hey, Mike, I want to talk to you about this and that. But the end result is like, if you go, yeah, you're not going to do that, then it's like, oh, okay, I have to abide with, by what Mike said because he's my pastor and he told me no. Yeah. Right. So the, the closest thing to that that I ever experienced uh, was I was going to a church and at the beginning of the year, the pastor was like, okay, so everybody in the congregation, give us your first paycheck. You know, so if you go with that, first fruits. That's yeah, first, that's first fruits. Yeah, but like if you do whatever the pastor says, because like whatever the pastor says goes, which is kind of like what that whole theology implies, then uh, I would still be going to that church, which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me let me try to get this straight with you, George. So you're saying like your church would be like. No, no, no. You know, my I, church. I've been going here like 20 years. Your people's <laughs> yeah. church. Yeah. My bad. Let's get everything clarified. Your people's church. They will go, you know, I'm thinking about getting this Honda Civic. And they will be like, uh, I think that's too much of a burden for you. That's I correct. don't think you that, should do it. That's, you know, correct. that's going to take away funds for the kingdom. And I don't I don't know if, if it, they base it on taking funds from the kingdom, but it's like, you know, uh, and and. I mean, to, I almost want to say, how well, they, I mean, how they try okay. to I mean, I've heard this, I've heard this, I've heard this specifically used in like a home purchase, like someone's got their eyes on a specific house and it's like, yeah, no, no, it, that's not the house for you. I mean, I've heard that and I've heard it go down to, uh, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I like this person. I, I, I think I'd like to be romantically involved with them, date them, whatever you, you know, whatever you want to say. And it goes to the level of like, yeah, no, that that's not the person that you need to be pursuing. So I mean, if 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 that's the gamut, then I guess yeah, a car would be free. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't <laughs> think that, if it runs from from boyfriend girlfriend to house house, I think yeah. car is probably house. one of those things that you gotta ask. About. I just don't yeah. think that that's always that's unhealthy because like if you're looking at a Mercedes with a full stamp budget, 
then you probably should have somebody yeah, tell but you. That's different. That's that, okay. Again, that's, but let's explore why it's different because I think this is a point, right? Because when you started out, Grayson, you're talking about like advising and counsel and healthy. I, I think everybody's in agreement with those things, right? I mean, I, I do that all day long. I, I'm I, I had five meetings a day where that was the yeah, center of the meetings. Exactly. Like somebody's going, "Hey, give me give me your two cents on this." Right. Yeah. I think the I think the difference is at the point of 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 the issue of authority is specifically in the mind of the leader, right? So if it's my thought as the leader, I have authority over your life in some way, meaning that I have authority over your decision-making or whatever it be, relational, uh, financial, vocational, whatever it be, I think that's where we've gotten off track. So I would look at it and say, I have zero authority over any of your lives, zero. I have no authority, right? The only authority in any of our lives is the scripture, yeah. right? There can be no other higher authority than the scripture, right? The Jesus second, Christ, the, of course, right? Right. Yeah. The, I think he's in, above the scripture. Well, I mean, the word is God. I think, ex, I think he's like, ex, he is well, the okay, word. I guess, I guess yeah, yeah. scripture, Jesus, Jesus, scripture, okay. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's Jesus an interesting fine-tuned point, but I think for the sake of the argument today, let's say that the the word of god can, that the word contained in the word of god mm. is the highest authority yes that any authority quote unquote that i would have comes way under that authority there is no authority right so when i'm in meetings with somebody or i'm i'm counseling with somebody or 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 you know discipling somebody or walking through a situation with somebody the conversation doesn't go uh god told me you have to do this that's the difference do you see what I'm saying? There's, I'm not directing you. I'm saying, hey, have you thought of this? Have you think about this? This, this is what I hear the word saying. What do you think it says? Blah 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 blah. Mm. Many times, I literally say to you as we end the the meeting, I go, hey man, this is your decision. Uh, I'm gonna love you no matter what. I'm gonna support you no matter what. I definitely have heard that one a few times. Exactly. It's but true. this is your decision at the yeah. end, and I can't make this decision for you. Do you know what I'm saying? I've given you my two cents. I've even told you what I think I would do in your situation, but that's all I can do. And you got to make your own just you know, make your own call. That's the difference for me. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think I think anything more than that is is creating a middleman where there shouldn't be, and it's it's like putting someone. We have a heavenly Father who freely allows us access to Him. Mm. Why are we putting someone else in? Like the I, I said this last week. The the only middleman is Jesus. Like that's the yeah. only middleman that should be between like. And, and I mean that's still God, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, the, the the only like intermediary there between yeah. like the, it's scriptural, the, the it's okay. completely you divine, and us is Jesus because he's that bridge. You know, yeah, he just, he got a foot in both. Uh, but to put someone like me, flesh and blood, like me, between me and God, yeah, that's. Not I think. It right. was Why do you the, think that's weird? I mean, it is weird. Why do you think it's so weird? I I think because like. The need for like a sped up answer. Yeah. It's almost like you seek an answer from God, right? Right. But you don't want to read until you find it, and you don't want to, you don't want to pray until you get it. You know, right. like when Moses went up to talk with God, like they were like, "Well, we need something to follow." They made a golden calf. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like naturally, yeah. you look for you something to the least common denominator. Okay. Answer. You know, I feel like that's what it is. It's just like because a lot of times, like the spiritual person in your life can give you good advice like sure. they can give you a good word it doesn't necessarily mean it's from god but i think that's the mistake people make is they think that that word is clearly from god because 
they're the one doing the work in the Bible. They're the one praying. Yeah. So you think they're the one with the answer sure. from God. I mean, I, I think that, look, there's no doubt about it that the smartest people that I know surround themselves with wise, wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Literally, they do. And and I don't mean me. I'm not, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm literally saying the guys that I look up to and that I admire as people who are, um, who make time after time discerning wise decisions, they've surround themselves with wise counsel. So on almost all of their big decisions, whether they be vocational, relational, whatever they're going to be, financial, I know by the time I'm talking to them, they've already talked to five or six people and gotten advice. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know that those conversations go like, hey, so-and-so, I would advise you this way. They get three or four other opinions. They think about that. They pray about that. They, t- you know, they might talk to me sometimes if I'm their pastor. Maybe they don't. No big deal. I don't think that that's a, you know, a, a mandate. Some people like to do that. They like to bounce that around. And then they go off to make a, a well-informed decision with the best that they got. And I think there is some real, I mean, that's what Proverbs tells us to do. Is to surround ourselves with wise counsel and you know what I'm saying? And that's what that's one of the signs of wisdom, you know? So Iron Sharpens Iron. I think there was even a, a story in the Bible, and I think I know, but I won't be able to tell you the scripture. Um <laughs> where if it, if it was it was either Peter, Who knows where it is. Yeah, it was it's somewhere, somewhere in there. there. Somewhere in there. But um I think it was Peter um, had went ahead and healed somebody, and then people started like falling to praise him or Paul. I think it was Paul, and um, people started praising him. He's like, "Hey, don't don't start praising me. I'm not the one you should be going ahead and praising. Praise God, you know." And that's an I think that's a great example as to how even these people who were such a great authority within the kingdom and the um, responsibilities it was given, they was so quick to divert the um the praise and the accolades from the people to where it was justly deserved you know well i i think the other thing that's weird about it is this i i think that it creates a dynamic of like um like almost like like spiritual coaching in your life you know what I mean? Like, think about it. We've invented that word, like life coaching. Like, that's a thing we've made up. Coaches all over the place. Yeah, they right got now. coaches everywhere now. For coaches everything. for everything. Right, we got coaches for And, and, and it's, it seems like it just makes sense that you'd have a spiritual coach then coaching your, like, spiritual life. And we've made all this up. It, it's so distant from maybe, you know, the kind of early Christianity. But we've got this, like, thing now where, like, we, 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 we like, we put certain guys at a local congregation on a pedestal. We make them worthy of spiritual advisement to the rest of the group. And then if you're lucky enough to get access to this person, right, that says something. It's weird. I, like there's this whole thing that's going on. Like Why this. am I feeling Catholic church right now? No, but it's, there's this whole you thing of like, need oh, a personal think trainer about for it. Everything. Think about it. If you're at a church of like, say at our church, it's harder to see. But if you're at a church of like, say, 2,000, 3,000, I grew up at a church of like 3,500, right? And if you, you know, if you're, you're never sitting down with the main pastor unless you're in like but if super you, inner circle. But if you are, yeah. then think about there's this whole thing that comes with that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then it's like, I have circle. access. I have to access. Yeah. Yeah. You're right? in a circle. I yeah. got access to the main guy. Yeah. He's like, all right. Like, I'm, I'm so with the I'm main like guy. the second ring. 
You want to talk to me? I talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. That's there's crazy. like there's like a weird dynamic that's going on there that's very human, that. broken. Like weirdness. a hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a chain of, uh, yeah. chain of command or something like it that. It doesn't feel very comfortable when you really start to examine it. Like you start going, I don't know if this is right. Something feels off about this, right? What is it about the human condition that- uh, That we think, like that. Too. Yeah, yeah. We, we almost, it's like if, if, it, if it doesn't exist, we create it. I know yeah. a guy. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's like a. The Bible put it best. We're sheep. Yeah. We're so easy to just follow blindly what anyone says. It's over authority over us. Yeah. And I like I, like my kids at school. I, I call them sheeple because they just, they just <laughs> and, follow. And you, the, and you know what? They crazy like it. is the dumbest we, we, thing. We we it's like it's like we can't help it. But like of all the belief systems, right? Like we worship a god that's like i want to be relational with you directly with you yes like i want to involve with you i don't need high priests or anything like that yeah. to come between you and i you come directly to me yeah. i'm the creator of everything and i want you directly to deal with me but it's so wow, easy for man. people to Open get distracted yeah. yeah it's so easy to get distracted yeah. though because yeah. we're just so stupid is there, I, I don't want to. I mean, honestly, I mean, like, think me about how you really feel think, about. This I mean, think about <laughs> think about the 20th century. All the dictators that rose up, like Hitler. That man was insane, and he he brainwashed an entire nation to just be like, yeah, kill the Jews. That's that's yeah. that's a great idea, you know. And that was he's a genocidal you, maniac. It's just because almost, people will follow anyone blindly follow who, who Is there express any th kind of authority. They're just like, oh, this guy, he's got it together. You, I'm going to follow what he says. You, you know, it, it could be with our just natural desire to want to follow something, and then that desire gets misplaced by either a charismatic speaker or somebody that speaks to something that we have inside, but that's really ultimately just our craving for God. Yeah, and absolutely. And if we don't find that, to fill it, something else is going to fill it. Bro, and, follow anything. And, and if something else fills it that isn't healthy, you're bound to get situations like what, what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at, at the same time, one of the things we brought up last week at the same t and this week again is there shouldn't be just one guy that's mm -hmm. dowed with this authority. That at, at What you see in the, in the New Testament is a constant plurality of leadership model where there does have to be structure, there does have to be order, there does have to be some sort of leadership, God's a God of order, all that kind of stuff. And But that in the local congregations that were getting set up, it wasn't one guy who was like this spiritual juggernaut. It was a group of guys who were committing to a certain type of lifestyle and a certain type of character boundary, right? That were going to serve as what the Bible call overseers. And so we've tried to implore this kind of concept here at this church that it's bigger than me, it's bigger than any one person, it's bigger than any pastor, that there's this plurality going on that um, it should be should provide us with some help. Do you sense that? Do, does, does that? do you understand why that makes sense? Does you understand why that is there? Um, is that working for you? What do you think? Yeah, it's check and balance. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no one person is, you know, in charge and you know it's almost like because if that if that's the case you're elevating that person to a it's like you're, you're putting that person way too high and and the key is is that that's a person meaning they're human meaning they're fleshly mm -hmm. meaning that they have 
things that they're struggling and and, and they can allow that to go too. to their head and then it's exactly. now now they've got I, motives I think and the plurality to push and I think the plurality of leadership is good twofold one it's to go ahead and for support of one another and another it's for I think for um the key leadership to go ahead and be alleviated of so many responsibilities that they deal with on a daily basis and if you're able to go ahead and delegate that to um, servant-based individuals, that's a big load off your shoulders, you know. And not to mention, it gives um, the other leadership involvement um, with the overall kingdom work because if they're in your inner circle, the leader's inner circle, um, they've probably exemplified a certain type of spirit and character that you know that they are here for the work of God. You ever been around somebody that was abusing the the authority that was given to them spiritually? Spiritually, no. No? No. I don't know. Like on a cliff load dollar scale? <laughs> like, that... You're stupid. <laughs> cliff load dollar scale. Cliff load. No? I've been around that? Okay. Just joking. No. I mean, I, I, I grew up moving around a lot, but I, I grew up uh, in the Catholic Church. But I mean, it was just, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I personally had a decent enough experience with the catholic church you know uh my reasons for um you know jumping the boat yeah i guess making you know the, that change had nothing to do with like uh, a bad experience or anything like that it was just kind of a, a, sh- a shift and i've been here ever since and i've you think kanye west has a pastor <laughs> yeah do i think kanye west has does it isn't he his own pastor currently or yeah he has or, a i'm pretty sure he has a few I've seen who he's brought. He's brought like, Justin like the Bieber's big names pastor. right now are like, yeah, Rich Wilkerson Jr., Chad Veach, Carl Lentz. These are like, the they're like, it's weird they're becoming like superstar pastors, basically. <laughs> like they all went to his wedding and like took a picture together. Okay. Like they're like. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's, yeah, it's it's. I don't different. know who any of these the people are. The hierarchy. The what, what do you mean? What he's saying? They're like, uh, you know, yeah. Kanye West is with all the top tier oh, okay. Christian yeah. people. No, access to the, it's true yeah. though because... The influential leaders. Yeah. I want to make an album with you preaching on it. <laughs> oh, for real, Kanye. So nice. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is okay. happening? Glenn's, Glenn's been thinking about this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Actually got off Sorry, there. guys. He Sorry. became Kanye for like a minute. It started doing play-by-play. <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay, so let me ask you. Let's go back around and, and hit it from just one more angle. Um, you brought up the, the issue of money earlier. Yeah, like yeah. A, a, a lot of the spiritual advisement stuff tends to get bogged down when money gets involved. Because now, think about it. You've got a spiritual advisor who usually is in some way um, connected or supported by the gifts that are getting offered by the spiritual advisee, yeah. right? And so the second you've got somebody in authority that's advising them about financial matters, there's a weird, like, it gets muddy. Conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. I think to the typical congregant, it can feel like a conflict of interest. I mean, the church I was going to that said that is pretty ginormous. So, like, if I, at that moment, it was kind of like, if everybody was to, like, like, that's a lot of money. You don't do that much. You know, like that's, <laughs> well, it depends on the. No, 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 no. Listen, 
I, I'll tell you one thing. Like I have been, I'm not doing that much. <laughs> I, I, I went. I have been going to that particular church for like almost a year, right? And I know that they got like some backpacks for single mommies, and did some a few little things, but like there was like. Oh, you mean like for how much money is being received? Yeah, like, what like is I the, didn't see anything like in the community. The outreach, there was no no how, outreach. What route are we no, seeing from that? Like the, that, the, you know. Okay, I get what so you're I was like, and, you know, it was, and and other other stuff happened. Yeah, that don't I'm, you I'm not going to get into. Don't you think that is like it? It doesn't matter where you are, what church you're at. Everybody could say that. Say what? Like everybody, like don't you think somebody at the vine could say, eh, "No, I don't know." No, I don't think so. You don't I, think so? I no. think that just because you're think, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think somebody here could say that. I think they can say it, but like not if you like really come here and you like see all the stuff that that like that we we do a lot for the community and and the Honduras trip and the and the yeah, homeless there's, stuff. There's not an itemized receipt of everything that the church does, right? That I I don't I've never seen anything like that. I'm not saying Pastor Mike stealing okay, it. But I'm but, talking about oh like a man. ginormous like, church. <laughs> if I could just steal a little bit more, I'm <laughs> going on a cruise. <laughs> Getting himself a G5. A jet, jet ski you've been talking about. Yeah, yeah I just want that jet ski, baby. Jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you're right. Anybody can say anything. That they yeah, want, they can like, say I mean, Anybody don't you can think, say it, but like. Don't you think every cynical um, skeptic, every cynical believer, when it comes to the issue of finances, Says, that's the that's the issue. To, isn't, that's that, the, that's, isn't that the big challenge? Okay, yeah. so here's why I don't agree with that, right? Because like over here, over and over again, we give people the opportunity to serve in certain things. I'm telling you, I went there for like a year and I didn't even, I was a consumer. I didn't even know like that there was nothing. Nothing was ever announced for like, there's a mission, there's nothing, there was no post, there was like really nothing. So that's the part that I was like, Okay, and they. I'm not saying that they never did anything. I'm just saying that for me to be in a, an entire year for in a church, and not even know like what they're working on for me to volunteer on, you know what I mean? Like over here is the opposite. We say it every Sunday. Please, <laughs> please, let's go to the homeless shelter and like people. You know what I mean? So it's it's a little different. It's a lot different, and it, you know so. Yeah, but again. I don't disagree with you. One, I think that we're trying to be different. I agree with that, and I we're trying to to be missional. I agree with that, but don't you think it, it is a tough? We live in a tough environment. This whole mm-hmm. the whole finance thing with our culture and our generation. Like we're like most of us share a common denominator here that we're we're semi a part of the same generation or we're close. You know what I mean? I mean, Grayson's on the back. Grayson end. is like I'm like, out. Yeah, he's he's on the cool generation. What is your generation called? Um, Z, I think I'm Z. Yeah, you're sure. Z. He's Z. Or I'm like I'm like the end of yeah. I'm like you're the end, end of the millennium. Yeah. No, no. What what year were you born? Ninety nine. Yeah, it doesn't count. No, <laughs> that you don't doesn't count. count. You're not a millennial. Two thousand to be a millennial? Huh? He's ninety nine. No, it doesn't count. Two thousand is the cutoff. It, it, yeah. What if he was December nineteen ninety nine? When were you born? August. Oh dang it! That's, I, mean, that's a couple I don't think off. it counts. You have to be a kid of the nineties and the eighties to be a millennial. Oh, you have to be a kid in the '90s. Yeah, I think millennials start at. Uh, no, I thought millennials were like at like the that. millennium. I actually, no, I took notes on Mm-mm. it the other day. Oh, He's, I took notes. It's all over the place. It doesn't matter. Okay, so let's say let's say we're all close in generation Generation X, yeah. Generation Z, millennials, whatever the heck. It's like a it's a freak show, but. Don't you think that's still the big challenge to us in like any sense of organized faith? Is like 
we don't do this like our parents did this and our grandparents mm-hmm. did this. Uh, yeah. yeah, not at all. Definitely. We got to convince you guys to support the, sh- the church through T-shirts. Yeah. Mm. yeah you, you, got, you get something. Yeah. Yeah. We literally say yes. on Sunday morning, we go, we go, hey, buy a T-shirt. 100% of the proceeds goes towards the mission. And you guys are like, oh, okay, well, I've got a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I get something out of it. You know what I think another thing is, is that when things are talked about financial within the church, is that that particular thing is so close to a lot of people's heart in general, just in life, their money, their finances. And then here they go, hearing these people tell you that they want it. And they hear these stories of things being misappropriated or stolen. So they use that as an excuse as to why not to give of themselves. When if your heart is in the right place, it doesn't matter what happens to the funds because the reason why you gave it was completely detached from what happens to the money after the fact. Absolutely. You know, and too many people are worrying about, well, if I give it to them, you know, they might do this. Oh, I saw Mike in a new Benz and, you know, (laughs) I think some of my, I think some of my, I think, I think, yeah, he's on that new Sky Zoo with the triple decker and I don't know. But the whole thing is this, that's not your concern. God is going to deal with everybody accordingly. Right. Because he knows. No, I, I think that's nice. I think that's nice. I just think that we really like. Let me give you an example. So we had um, so on Sunday, our, our budget this year for the Honduras mission is five thousand dollars, which is a very. I mean, when you think about it, it's a small well, budget. It's yeah, pretty it's small. small budget. I was thinking that, right? Yeah. Now. I was like, well, because in, t- in years past, we usually do 20 grand a year. Yeah, right? that's so what this I'm thinking. Is, but this is a simple trip. We're only doing architectural work. It's That's no big deal. To prep for the next yeah, um, project, prep for the right? next big one, right? All so right. it's a simple one. So we're doing this drive right now. We're like, hey, buy the T-shirt. You get all the proceeds. Go towards Honduras. Mike texts me on Sunday who runs our our foreign mission and he goes hey we we we, we did have a, a big gift come in for mike is in the house as yeah. you quite know quietly observing a, he said we got a big gift that came in for honduras and i said who i said oh who is it from because they had given it to him and he goes i don't know it was some old couple i said sure it was <laughs> none, yeah. none of our young that is so true <laughs> multiple t-shirts yeah they'd be like multiple. can i get Give 20 can i get 20 <laughs> t-shirts please <laughs> Well, the whole family. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, support Honduras. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're That's right. weird, right? You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, the older you get, the more wealth you do acquire. I mean, at my age, you know, yeah. I don't You're have as much rich. wealth. I'm not. Well, I'm just saying I'm, I'm a school teacher. I, I don't have. I can't just write Mike a $3,000 check. Yeah, No, no, but I, I, I think yeah. he's saying that, like, it's it was the gift with no no return versus right. like yeah. and it's no like, I understand that. it's like they gave a big gift and we cleaned out all the t-shirts here because <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. we gotta order some more t-shirts no yeah I get well it. that was like it was we're gonna funny. have to use half of that to order more t-shirts <laughs> cause our, our mentality's all wrong right so remember a couple of years ago when we did the the ice bucket challenge Okay. Yeah. Oh, and like yeah. people actually like you're actually taking the ice thing so that you don't give money so you're wasting water which people need and ice and ice so that you don't pay like that was the whole purpose of it. It was really ridiculous. No, no, no they I, were raising awareness. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about awareness, Juan. Awareness to what? We uh, aware. I forgot what that was even based on. Click like, but we did. Get I just a know lot I did it for for Honda. Um, what's the biggest? What's the biggest? Okay, let's be. Let's have, can we have an honest moment? Yeah, yeah. Let's have an honest moment, please. What's good. the biggest financial contribution? you've ever made for any cause, whether it be church or a charity cause, an individual, somebody that needed it. What's the biggest contribution you ever made? One-time contribution. 
Is it mission not, trip? Not one time. Does it count? Not like- for you if you get to go on the mission trip. Yeah, okay. <laughs> does, it, does my mission trip count? Think. Well, when I was in Angola. <laughs> millennial. That's a millennial right there. Does my mission trip count? Oh. Grace is like, when I was in Angola <laughs> with the children. Does that count? Yeah. Like a one-time financial contribution? Yeah. Like dollar amount? How, yeah, what's dollar amount. Dollar amount. I think it was like 300 bucks one time. Oh. No, no, I'm not, you know. No, I, I, all glory to God that I have. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm, well, I mean, we're being honest. I, I once, once, like, I had a, a friend that was struggling, and over a period of time, I helped him with their rent, and it was a lot. Okay, so like 800 a month? Uh, it was like, by the time it was done, it was like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, rent's usually like, what, between 1000 and Yeah, about 1000 It was like five months. Okay. It was like five grand. Five, five grand? <laughs> Okay, that's big. A lot. That's a significant. Lot. That's significant. What do you got? Like in one city? Yeah, one 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 chunk. I'd say probably about two hundred bucks. Okay. What about you? I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I, got, I don't know. I don't remember. I want a teacher Sunday. I don't remember. That's okay. We, we're gonna count. I mean, you you just started your like like work based life. Yeah. How long have you had a job? I've had a job since probably like. This is probably like going on my third year of <laughs> okay, having okay. a job. You're you're early. We'll so I mean, like I've tied nice. and stuff. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay, tied. You, like, you have like nothing in your social security account right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I've tied. He's tied. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. What about you? What about you? Um, it's been up there. Yeah. Yeah. I can more, see that. more than a grand in one sitting. Yeah. He's not going to say it because he takes away from it. Like, if you say it. I'm not saying he has, like, we don't know what he could have done in his 20s. It's, it's he not a, here. Yeah. You know, back it's not a humble I'm saying be, like, you know, general about it. It was him Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I bought two t-shirts. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, okay. So, I, but here's the thing, right? So, I'm, I'm just throwing this problem out to you, right? So, the church it has to continue to function and grow. We we, we want to come in and have like, you, you want to come to this church, you want to have great student ministries. You want to have great children's ministries, right? You want to have great music. You want it to, you want it to be comfortable. You want it to look nice. You want to, you know what I'm saying? You want to sit in the air conditioning. Feel nice. You want it to feel nice. You, you want, want to continue coffee. to grow. You want landscaping out there. They tear it up all our landscaping. You, know, you got to, we, you want the backyard to be mowed. I mean, you know, it's got to be built on the community coming together. But we live in this kind of crazy time where the last guy we want to hear talk about money is the spiritual, the spiritual guy. guy. You know what I'm saying? The spiritual advisor but, guy, the pastor you, guy. Don't you think that comes from like a long, long, long time of pastors taking advantage yeah. of televangelists exactly. and of, of absolutely, but it's not, not only with power. Like some pastors have done some awful things absolutely. in the name of I have religion. stories. I have too. Can we share them? Absolutely. Oh, Can we filter some? What are you swimming over there? <laughs> I'm trying to follow the thread. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I thought we, you were doing it in Vogue. We this there was the last person guy, you want to hear do this. There was one guy that was shagging up with everybody, as many women as he could in the congregation. Because the agent, turn it on and overrun the sound. Uh, I thought they were shutting me up. You know, What's like that? there was a guy that like was shagging up with like all like the women in the congregation saying that his thing was like spirit was like the Holy Spirit. 
And we're in the Not Safe for Church podcast. Minute, All right. What is he saying? <laughs> Just yes. like that. I got to send you the video. <laughs> what happened? What, what was the no, topic no, no, tonight? Don't send any videos. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't send me a video. What are you talking about? Ew, I can't. Never mind. I think I he was trying it. to explain like an abuse of power when it comes to money, but he oh. went to sex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also abuse. Oh, you're just generally so, throwing all the abuses That's what I'm there. saying. I can, I'm saying like generally in the history of like forever, pastors all over the world have taken advantage and, and not all of them, but- uh, All over the world though. Yeah. I think that's just world. a human so, okay. condition though. So, so I mean, that's not, pastors are human. So, I mean, we, yeah. you know, that's what happens when we put too much- But that's, yeah, that's the thing, putting them on exactly. a pedestal. So here's what I'm at. Plurality. Yeah. I think that's what the plurality, yeah, there but, we go. But one thing affects the other. So when you have, when you have that abuse of power all over the place and they're like, you know, they don't look, I think it's hard. Yeah, it's one hard. thing's definitely affecting another. Okay, yeah. but, okay, let me ask it to you this way. So put yourself in my shoes. You're now the pastor of this church, okay? You're the pastor. I don't want it. And you, have, and it. you have to figure out how to message the important reality of um, financial commitment. Honesty. How do you do it? Honestly. How like, would you do it? I think, like, honestly, like, just like you explained to us, like, hey, it takes an upkeep to do this, and we need this is a congregation. I think if you speak like that, out of honesty, um, I think people would would like think about it more because, you know, you, that's yeah. normally not how you think about it. I think we should be able to openly talk about it in an in an authentic way, like with, with honesty. You know what I mean? I, uh-huh. And I think that pastors don't more pro- direct, more honest. Yeah, I don't think they approach it like that. They'll come up with some Bible verse that's half picked. And like, whoa, 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 you know, it's like almost guilting you into it. Like a super spiritualized right. guilt. A Malachi. Right. You can turn off the AC on Sunday morning. Exactly. Be like, this is people. It's hot in here. It's like, it's yeah, we couldn't afford uh, <laughs> yeah. to pay the bills. So I'm feeling that idea, actually. Let's Line up that, that yeah. train. Really that idea. Put Grace in with a tambourine and be like, that's all we can afford this week. Maybe next Sunday we'll be able to get some AC up in here. No electricity today. And, the, and, and it depends a lot on the congregation. We have, like, our congregation is still, like, you know, a lot of new believers that it takes, I think for new believers, it takes a little bit to have that, that, that understanding. And if they don't understand why, like they don't really understand why they just don't like, oh, it's going to the church. They don't see it from a, it takes money to, to run this and to do the things that we need to do. No, but they don't I, know that it's immaturity. I think some expenses though, even if you're honest about them, they still will think it's unnecessary. So yeah, if you get, like, you get in the details and they're like, why are you doing like, that? And you're for like, worship, oh, we need like a new in-ears pack. Yeah. Like, and if you said that, like, we need to raise money for this, it'll be like, well, somebody's well, not eating dinner. Okay. And then so, it'll be like, <laughs> oh, well. But, <laughs> then what good we, point. Right. It's a good point. <laughs> but here's what happens, right? Our praise session's uh, going to suffer. <laughs> right. So but it's here, like tough. And then if you're honest with that, then. But, and that, and honesty is not always good. But here's, okay, so, so hold on. So here's what happens. I'm hearing. I'm hearing. I'm hearing Wait, be so honest. Lie. Like, to an extent. No, like I don't Wait, even. Did you I just say honesty is not always good? <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I was hoping so, we were gonna pass over. Did he that. actually say those words? He did. Yeah. He, he, he did, did say that. Let's run back the tape. That did come. Uh, let me tell you what happened, right? So we did the fundraiser because we were gonna build a building. Okay. And we were like, we gotta raise this much. Everybody gotta give this much more. And we're gonna put up the building at this time. And like that time came and went. And although we stand in front of the congregation and we explain to them that there's cults and everything. A lot of people understand it, but a lot of people don't, you know, or like we're collecting money, but then like there's like five TVs or whatever TV amount of TVs that we had in the front at one point. So people are like, okay, so what happened to the building and why do we have so many TVs? 
These are just comments that people have made. <laughs> no, okay. I, 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 I'm, no, and I, I'm just being honest. Uh, you know no, I mean? That's a good... I've never heard that, but that's really interesting. So, that's a good point. Like, okay, so <laughs> I see what you're saying. Like... <laughs> That's a difficult thing to be in, right? Think about it. Think about, th- think about how difficult this is to navigate, right? Because you, here's the thing. You want the church, especially the atmosphere of the Sunday morning experience, to be inviting and fresh and involving and connecting. But at the same time that you're trying to do that, you're also trying to message, hey, the only way to grow the congregation is to do that, but we have to spend money to do that. Absolutely. And we have to raise more money if you want to expand this property. Absolutely. It's tricky. There's no like there's no easy solution. I think another um, I the tricky uh, part though. That <laughs> that's all true and then, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, but like, if you got some if you got a congregate going, well they took up money for the building, but they've got new TVs. Yeah. Like obviously or there's like, a miscommunication or like, in like what we need to do here. Or like, oh, we raised yeah. all this money, but they don't mention anything about the building for a couple of, you know, for whatever amount of time it is, you know what I mean? Like it's, but that's like. Well, then that person should show up to more meetings and get <laughs> absolutely the budget. They should show up to the budget meetings and all that stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and then when you're explaining, they're like, "You're you're just a fan of Mike." Hmm. It's just what I get told. <laughs> well, that's that's very that's a very interesting that's a very interesting problem. Like, how do you how would you if you're the pastor? How would you explain that? How would you? message that how would you navigate i think first we have to go ahead and get through to everybody that the relational factor of what we are first you know before we ask for money they have to understand we're family you know and when people understand the context of what their role plays within the congregation I think it might motivate them more to go ahead and participate when we ask for help. But if there is no feeling of camaraderie, there's detachment, it's just a goosebump Sunday feeling, and then they're back out into the real world. Have you seen our volunteers? If you need that much of, I mean, it's not about like, just like, yeah, I'm just going to throw money in the collection, but, but it's like, I think if you need that much of a reason to give, then you're, you're giving for the wrong reason anyway. I mean, it's so, explain explain what you mean. I agree with that. You're you're not giving from a cheerful place. I mean, be a cheerful giver. Like, Really, I need to like. But, but it, I, it, this it's is what not I about feel. like. Oh, it's none of your business what we're doing with the contribution. It's not that, but it's like to a degree. It's like what I mean. If if you need an itemized receipt of every penny, where it goes that you gave, and it's like unless you, I mean, then you're not going to give. You don't understand that it takes money but to some run. Like that. Some people no, that I don't well, think. Then, well, then you know, I mean, then they're not. I don't. They're think probably not re- giving anyway. If, I mean, if they're if, if it's that, no, you know. Oh uh, yeah, it. the biggest complainers are always the non-givers. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the people, the people that are that are that are gonna give anyway. That they're like, yeah, I'm giving, and, the, and the, but, that's but for it. the ones just like just like you said earlier, it's it's you're giving for the right reason. You're not asking for the end result. It's like I'm not giving it. F- I'm I'm giving it f- because. No, because you want this to. This is what and, I'm being and, called and to And I'm do in agreement with you, but at the same time, there's a lot of new believers that haven't got what you got already. You know what I mean? And they're coming from a skeptical place already. They might come to the church already with their guards up. So something has to happen to make them feel like, oh, oh, this is this is different. Mm-hmm. This is something like what I've... The reason why I'm still here, you know, you feel something different absolutely, in this place of worship, you know, so it motivates you to do certain things. And to go back to Juan says, if we just be honest and engage with our family, 
I think they'll respond in a positive way. You know, if we just flat out ask, you know, but it has to be built up, you know, and, and this is kind of like what you was talking about with um, bringing hard truths to a fellow believer. Maybe it's like, hey, you got to get someplace before you can start talking about these certain mm-hmm. things. Remember? Yeah. And and I think this kind of holds there's some type of um, correlation with this. Yeah. But I, th- think about how tough it is. Right. Because like you said, there's going to be people on Sunday morning that are skeptics that aren't in that place. They're not relationally connected yeah. yet. They're just here. Yet you got to get up on Sunday mornings and explain the need for financial commitment here. If we want this place to continue to grow and flourish and succeed and expand and all that kind of stuff, it's a very weird tightrope to walk. We can even get volunteers, let alone people to get money. The weird thing I think is, um, I think a lot of people are afraid of commitment. Like if you look just like generationally in general, it's just like, People are scared to commit to giving money. So if you say commitment to give, the commitment is a scary word. And then giving is also scary because it's a very self-centered generation too. Like, And then... Money's a scary word too. All three of them. I'm, <laughs> right, I'm Grace. I'm, I, think, I think it is. I think... Well, I think it is. I just think that... Think about this for a moment. I think that if the pastor who is the person of influence... He's got to use his influence in a way that creates a healthy dynamic. But we've already talked about all this time how the influence can be negative and how the influence can be something that, you know, creates more brokenness. Money's the hardest one. It's the hardest conversation to have. And we've got a whole generation of kids now who not only have they not been givers, but their parents haven't been givers. So they're not used to this dynamic at all. And the idea of of building a church into the future on on this level of 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 commitment is daunting. You know what I'm saying? It's very daunting. You go, how are, they, how are we going to do this? Right? By being a pastor that says, I've got authority over you and I'm going to tell you. What <laughs> <I gotta do. laughs> and we wrap it up, baby. I need a thermometer. We need that thermometer. Uh Okay. Well, I, I don't know if that wraps. I don't know if that's a wrap up or what. But that's, I think I don't that's. Know what a, the is I think right. that's a. That's an ellipsis. Yeah. This is. Uh, that's. No, no, is it, but it's just. A, it's a testament to like how broken our our nature is. Because like it doesn't. It's almost like there's no approach that you can win. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're not honest, you're dishonest. And then if you're honest, it's like well, you said this, but you didn't follow up. So there's they hold you like. And well, honesty is not always a good thing. Not all the time. <laughs> honesty is only good. I've heard that quoted from a, a wise man once. Yeah, once upon a time. Oh, boy. It, it, does it interest you at all, though, that like, okay, so think this last, last thing. Is it interesting at all that the people that we typically make fun of, right? And I'm not saying we're right for doing it, but we do it. Let's just be honest. That you'd make fun of for writing a $1,000 check or taking $1,000 out on their credit card to give to a TV evangelist, we'd make fun of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here we are sitting around looking upon it with disdain and making fun, right? Never once giving $1,000. Never once giving 1000 We won't do it out of freedom, but they'll do it out of manipulation. Ooh, that was that was a good one. Oh. I liked it, that one. Deep. Mic drop. That was the time to end. Put that on the t-shirt <laughs> for Sunday, Honduras, and I'll buy it. 